there. Welcome to Interviews on Between the Pieces, where Tank and DPS go to protospiels, other conventions, and talk to prototype designers and figure out where they are with their works in progress. Alrighty, so we're at Protospiel Online in October. Woo! Woo! We are here with Caleb, and he is going to talk to us about one of the games he's working on. So Caleb, introduce yourself and tell us about a little bit about the game you're working on. What's the name of it? Yeah, so um, my name is Caleb Vance. I am uh, live in Denver here, where some of the organizers of the Protospiel have been are, are from. And um, the game that I'm working on most right now is has a working title, Scorched Throne, and kind of the elevator pitch for it is it's a cross between a modern dudes on a map game and worker placement game uh with very elegant mechanics it's a gateway game and is uh trying to make area control pacey fun and approachable for new players so you, you say you say pacey what do you mean by pacey pacey so i'm shooting for 75 minutes the first time you play the game with okay. four players and um I'm shooting especially for uh, a very sustained arc through the game. So the game should grow, 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 get more and more tense. And then at the climax or very near the climax, the game will end. So definitely trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely trying to avoid kind of classic area control problems. Mm -hmm. Like you think of the risk game. When you where know somebody you've holds. lost. Yeah. The risk game where it's decided it, but. It's going to take another four hours to finish or whatever. I mean, you, you got a good concept behind you even just with that. And also, I, I like your title. Yeah, the title is pretty cool. Yeah, so how long thank have you, you been working on this game? Uh, I think it's coming up on about a year now. I think it was maybe September, October last year that kind of the original concept came to me. And I started kind of the first iterations of it. Nice. Um, and getting it to the table so so i guess that can lead to another question is what what inspired it like what created this idea yeah i think a couple things um have either of you played Inish? i have not but i have seen um i have seen some of the advertisements for it mm, i i think it's an excellent game and it's it, it for me would be a 10 out of 10 for about the first hour and a half of the game but then the problem is it has another hour after that that's mm. mostly a terrible experience oh. um, <laughs> the fall and, and it so, has falling action yes it has it has a very An the falling action, falling action is, is about as big as the rising action so it's i mean that's great not, for a book but even yes. then that might be a little long for a book <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. nowadays so that, anything cool. over you know an hour and a half is a really dedication to doing something that people just don't have the time for. Yeah. And to learning something too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I think that was one thing. And then another thing was, uh, you, you'd mentioned before the kind of idea of crappy outdated game mechanics and, oh, uh, we were talking oh yeah. About when we were in coffee talk. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, player elimination and roll and move and other mechanics like that where yeah we, we like to try idea. to we like it when those design those ideas can be twisted and possibly made fresher but i haven't yeah. i haven't seen too much of it recently 
Yeah, and I kind of feel like a lot of times area control dudes on a map style game fall into that where it's like mm-hmm. very old style design. If I want to play, very... if you want to play dudes on a map, go play Warhammer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like a lot of the kind of design hasn't been played with, hasn't been iterated in the same way that maybe some more mainstream Euro game designs like uh, worker placement or stuff like that have just been iterated and iterated and iterated. And that's one of the reasons why we like talking with some of the newer designers because you guys haven't necessarily been around with all these old school mindsets. You're coming to the table with fresh new stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, and it is funny to to think of how that kind of perspective changes like one of my f- real favorite games is um Sid Meier's Civ from 2010 from Fantasy Flight okay and it, it's you know to me when I was playing it it was incredible and amazing but I bring it out now and it's got so many things that feel clunky and dated yep. and and kind of old and it's like wow this would never uh make you, it as a modern <laughs> have you played uh the the new dawn uh civilization new dawn i haven't i've heard really kind of mixed reviews i mean i i personally like the civ uh the civ games on the pc and when i played a new dawn i was like okay yeah i can get behind this 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 feels like i'm playing the video game but in a board game Mm -hmm. yeah i've really wanted to check it out it seems cool so like what kind of hurdles have you encountered so far designing this game and like what'd you do to overcome those hurdles yeah um Probably the biggest hurdle is, um, for me, I've kind of been a hobbyist designer, so I've I've really been designing for, I don't know, probably at least seven, eight years, and but it's always been for myself, mm-hmm. for friends and family, just kind of more throwing around ideas, more enjoying the design process, stuff like that. Um, so this, this game especially is really my first foray into... Mm-hmm. Um, doing some more serious play testing with putting it out into the world a little bit more. So one thing that came with that a lot is um, I ran into a ton of problems that I hadn't encountered once I started um, play testing with groups of people that were all brand new to the game mm-hmm. uh, and where I wasn't playing the game. Um, and uh, releasing your baby into the world and seeing how it flies (laughs) yeah yeah and it kind of fell on its face in a lot of ways that were really frustrating i think i part of my game is i built a very open system Mm -hmm. um that doesn't necessarily direct players enough to the right choices uh and so you can just like fall flat on your face um and if everybody is falling flat on their face in the game, then Nobody's it doesn't really time. progress in the way that it should. And it's not going to be that 75-minute pacey game. It's going to be like two hours in and nobody's made any progress if you're not mm. playing well. <laughs> so you need to put in some structure to like lead them in directions. So they, mm-hmm. can, so they can see that, oh, this choice has value this way, but this one also has value. Which one's going to lead me to victory? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, and I think I've looked at a lot of different ways of doing that, kind of both uh, intrinsic ways of, like, mechanics within the game that will give players 
feedback for knowing that they're doing the right things and negative feedback for knowing that they're doing the wrong things. But then also in more simple things like, you know, player aids or even, um, even player tips or, or little strategy hints or stuff like that. Player aids are very undervalued. Oh yeah. If you got a good player aid, that can save so much time because then you don't have to fumble around with the rule book in the middle of a game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, yeah. For anybody who's ever learned a new game, which is like everybody uh-huh. and know how important it is, but it's funny because as, as designers, well, I don't know what your guys' experience is like, but for me, it's like, that's kind of the last thing you get to, you know, that's right. Right. Kind of on the bottom of the list. Well, it's because it, it's something that usually comes from, you have the rules to a point where it's like, okay, now I know how this is really going to function. And it is kind of a low, a low hanging item where it's like, eh, do I really want to get to that right now? But yeah, but you know, if you can have it to a point where it's like simple enough to be like, all right, well, here's a in the works player aid to help people go through your play test that I wouldn't say it's not worth the time. If you can go, okay, yeah. this, 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 because uh, yeah. we, we incorporated that in uh, at what cost on the actual, uh, yeah. The, the wheel and the player thing mm-hmm. after we had got the game to the point where it's like okay this is pretty we're pretty sure this is what's going to go on we yeah added that once you know the pace of the game and what steps there's going to be and you're I mean, out of the rapid rapid inter- iteration yeah i mean once you understand like what the steps are going to be then that can always be incredibly useful and i mean that's the thing games are always in flux up until you know the minute they hit the the printing block well and some even, <laughs> some even change after that <laughs> yeah. happens and that <laughs> mm-hmm. so being a newer designer what advice would you give somebody else who's starting even further back than you on the trek of board game making uh <laughs> that's a great question i think kind of like understand what's out there um and kind of the different paths and and really like think about what it is that you are wanting to do um because like if you're just wanting to like make games for making games and for making cool systems and and themes and and experiences and have fun with that and and be kind of fine if it's not going anywhere um or if you know, if you want to shop your games around to publishers or if you want to kickstart or like some combination of that, there's like kind of, those are very different approaches. Um, so I think just like kind of figuring out what's out there and then, and then deciding what, what you, um, yeah, what you want your your path to be, I guess. If your objective uh, is a Kickstarter to begin with, you know, research all the Kickstarters, make sure you have all the information versus finding out later that, crap, nobody really wants to pick up the game, so I guess I'll kickstart it and then having to begin that journey all over again. Right, yeah, yeah. Or if you want to shop it around, like, make sure mm-hmm. you know how to do that and are keeping that in mind. Because, like, those mean very different things. Like, the the kind of polished that you need to bring to a game you know, to kickstart it versus to have it get picked up. I'm personally very happy that you know that because there are some people that come into uh, designing games thinking that... It's like 2010 with Kickstarter. 
yeah the yeah the glory we, days we, we, we jokingly <laughs> call it kick finisher because mm. it's 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 not Kickstarter. Yeah, it's, it's not about getting it's a pre-order the money. system now. <laughs> yeah, I mean there, that's a debatable word to call it, but I I get what you're going at. Is the whole idea is you have to make the game look as spit polished as possible, mm-hmm. so that people feel confident to give money now, and they want it to. Uh, I think for me, like the the coolest learning has been kind of kind of that in thinking about things and and learning about things at a kind of industry level mm-hmm. thing because like like I've said I really just enjoy designing to design and so like I look back and like look back at the first game that I designed whatever 7 or 8 years ago and it's like this sweeping space opera bigger than Twilight Imperium 4 <laughs> sort of thing you know and it's like you look back and you're like wow that's funny that really came from somebody who like just one was doing this for fun um so i don't know i think it's it's fun to think about kind of the the fun parts about designing and then also the like realities of like Mm -hmm. yeah nobody's picking up like a ti4 game as your <laughs> as your first uh experience those... or whatever okay so twilight imperium 4 is what yeah, 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 he's okay yep, ti4 i was like gigantic box are we talking about like a 4x or yeah, well yes <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah i guess i get uh kind of immersed in speaking gamer sometimes it's all good well thank you very much for your time and enjoy the rest of your time at the online protospiel yeah, thanks so much for chatting with me. I appreciate it a ton. It was a blast. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to interviews on Between the Pieces with Tank and DPS. See you next time.